today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. As uh, we mentioned last week, Julian Assange uh, arrested in the UK uh, at the Ecuadorian uh, embassy there. Uh, Back in 2016, the US President uh, Donald Trump, when he was campaigning, said that he loved WikiLeaks. Uh, when, of course, they were uh, bringing forth information or exposing information on Hillary Clinton, uh, went on to say, um, I love WikiLeaks. WikiLeaks is like a treasure trove. Uh, I love reading WikiLeaks. Uh, Now uh, Trump said he knows very little about it. Um, When asked about the arrest uh, this week, or last week, he said, it's not my thing. I know there's something having to do with Julian Assange. Uh, I've been seeing what's happening with Assange, and that will be a determination, I would imagine, mostly by the Attorney General, who's doing an excellent job. So he'll be making a determination. I know nothing really about him, uh, seeming now to uh, place some distance between him and uh, the organization uh, he once praised. Let's bring in Jacob Nyheisel, Assistant Professor of Political Science, University of Buffalo College, Arts and Sciences, and he is with us now. Jacob, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Of course. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on the program. So, Julian Assange, is he a traitor or defender of freedom of the press? I suppose that very much uh, depends on... Uh, who you ask? <laughs> um, I imagine if you're part of the the security community or national security community, you think that he's a traitor and um, wish to to throw everything you can at him, including espionage act. Uh, if you're uh, someone who's very much in favor of open channels of information and uh, doesn't like government secrets, uh, he might be you know something of a hero to you. Uh, does the method he used to get the info everyone's talking about, does that override what uh, was in that information? That's a great question. Um, you know, I'm having trouble not drawing parallels to, to Daniel Ellsberg in the Pentagon Papers or the, the media Pennsylvania break-in, uh, where um, in those cases the, the courts ruled that the, the activities going on, uh, the, the things that the government were doing were so egregious that the public needed to know, and really the, the methods by which that information was obtained was, was somewhat secondary in those cases. So, uh, again, I, I think it's, it's really in the eye of the beholder there. Uh, obviously, during the campaign uh, uh, for uh, election, Donald Trump was, was praising WikiLeaks, and especially when uh, they were hacking into uh, or got information through uh, Hillary Clinton's emails. How does he position himself now that I- his country is extraditing Assange? Um, another great question, and, and as with many things, Trump, there are probably several ways to read it. The, the more charitable way is that, uh, look, there's a difference between candidate Trump and President Trump, and one of those differences might be that he has access to more information now about uh, what Assange is up to and about other attempts to, to gain access to guarded secrets that the, the U.S. has, and I think it's not unusual for presidents to um, get into the office, see behind the curtain, if you will, and then change their mind about uh, what some folks like Assange and, and other whistleblowers, if you will, have done. Um, the less charitable reading suggests that Trump is opportunistic, and when it's about Hillary Clinton, that's great, that's awesome, um, but if it has the potential to be about him or his administration down the line, then maybe he's a little more cautious. Does this come? Does this come back to haunt him? Will will people make this connection that 
Uh, you know, one time during the campaign, he's whether it's Russia or, or WikiLeaks, he's encouraging people to do this. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, he's in a position where he's the president of the country that is that is extraditing him, uh, Assange. Does this come back to haunt him, do you think, Donald Trump? Um, possibly at the at the margins. Um, you know, there there are some uh I guess on the, the extreme libertarian end of the spectrum who um might think that uh this is not something that the, the president should be doing and that information should be open access and you know, that we should have um the the kinds of things that Assange was letting out there, who might also be fans of Trump. Um I, I doubt that there are many of those folks there. The more likely storyline is that Democrats continue to hammer him on this um, for the flip-flop. You know, it's okay during the campaign, it's not okay when you're president. But really, as with most things Trump, something new will be in the news cycle and give it 48 (laughs) hours. (laughs) So can you just play stupid now? I I don't know anything about this. I don't know what, you know, um, uh, it was just something that came up in the campaign. That's the campaign. I'm going to throw up and see what sticks. Uh, can you just sort of play stupid now that you didn't know what was going on? I mean, apparently you can. Um, I, <laughs> again, I, I hate to, to bring up parallels to, to Russia, um, particularly given that we're looking forward to a, a, a somewhat redacted Mueller report in a couple of days, perhaps. But it's kind of a very Putin-esque move where uh, you invade Ukraine and then say you're not in Ukraine. <laughs> so yeah. I, I suppose that, that if people are inclined to believe you, they'll believe you until they no longer can find you credible. Um, what happens with this process as it moves forward? Is there any reason to believe Julian Assange will not be extradited to the United States? Oh, that's a great question and a little bit outside my wheelhouse. Um, you know, I'm not really clear of what the, the machinations would be um, behind the scenes. I think there are probably other crimes that the, the U.K. Uh, would be interested in, in going after him for as well. So there are several countries here probably waiting to get in line, and I think that uh, it's, um, you know, he, unless he has some kind of deal to make, he, he's looking at a very bad situation. Uh, it seemed as if he had some sort of leverage at one time. Is that leverage gone now? I can't. I, I don't know what he would have on, on world leaders or on major governments around the world um, that, that could be bargaining-type material. Um, but, yeah, I, I would not want to be him at this point. <laughs> uh, when he does arrive on U.S. soil, if, if that, in fact, does happen, I understand there's charges there in the U.K. that he may uh, he's facing as well before he, he gets to uh, the United States. Is this something that, once it hits U.S. soil, is going to be a news story, do you think? Do you think this will, um, will unravel? Um, well, again, it, it depends on whether the, the government would rather keep things behind the scenes. Um, if they're <laughs> um, afraid that too much media attention will bring things to light or that uh, Assange will be able to you know, talk about various things that he has through his lawyers, um, then maybe there's a calculation regarding you know how hard you go after him, um, lest a full-throated defense of him bring many things to light that they'd rather not see. Uh, is Trump completely distancing himself from this now? It would appear so, such that you know he has his, his press secretary out there saying, "Well, he was just joking on the campaign trail," um, which doesn't really scan with me. To joke about it, you need to at least know the actors you're telling jokes about. Um, but as with many things, Trump, 
he seems to be able to get away with it with his core supporters. And, you know, if you look at his approval, it's pretty stable. And yeah. I think that's entirely among Republicans and uh, Democrats, too. I, there's really very little that could come out um, that would make them like him. <laughs> and so nobody seems to be moving. Uh, when the Mueller report, uh, when uh, the attorney general released a, uh, released a four-page a four summary of the Mueller report, uh, many thought that that uh, exonerated Donald Trump, including himself. Um, we're now waiting for a redacted version or whatever version will come out uh, in the next uh, few days, weeks, uh, what have you. Uh, is there going to be enough there to, to change this momentum, or are, are we going to see his popularity continue to grow? That's a great question. It really depends... Um, about that key passage that Barr seemed to really equivocate over, which was the question of obstruction. Um, if there are sort of stepping stones to an obstruction case, then I think the the report, redacted or not, um, looks really bad for the president. Uh, if that isn't a very clear pathway, or it's not something the Democrats calculate would be in their best interest to pursue. Um, then I think it's a, a net positive, and, and at the very least, the, the narrative surrounding collusion seems to have died down somewhat, although not entirely. So do you think it's possible that when this uh, report is realized, um, is finally uh, uh, brought out, whether it's a redacted version or not, uh, that this, will it change this debate in any way? Uh, as you said, will the supporters still be supporting? Will those that are against still be against? I mean, will there be anything useful in there that can make a determination either way? Boy, I highly doubt it. I, um, I wish I could say I believe that the people would be open to new information in either direction. Um, part of that is that I, I think it's going to be a good news, bad news situation for the president, where um, things are going to come out in the full report that aren't going to put him in the most favorable light. Um, I, I, I um, strongly suspect that that is the case. That being said, are they things that are elevated to a level of criminality or an impeachable offense, a high crime or misdemeanor? That's really up for, particularly in, in the latter case, congressional Democrats to decide. Is there any reason to believe that Julian Assange has more information on Trump? Uh, again, uh, that's uh, probably beyond my pay grade. Um, you have to imagine that uh, if you're, um, I guess, keeping enemies close and, and friends closer uh, in, in some cases, uh, or, or vice versa, rather. And so you imagine that Assange would gather information on absolutely anybody he could um, if it were possible for him to do so. And so who knows what he has uh, in store. How how is this story playing in the United States? Is is it something that uh, Americans are curious about? Is it something they will be watching? I think the 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 stories thus far have have made Americans curious about it, and it's something they'll be watching um, to the extent that they can. Uh, and the narrative currently is just surrounding um, Trump's flip flop, right? WikiLeaks is great during the campaign. WikiLeaks isn't that great, or I've never heard of them now that he's president. And so I think that's the narrative, and that's the way it's being spun right now, for, for the time being, anyways. Anything new on the Mueller report? Any sort of information uh, as to when anyone is going to see any more of this? Uh, some folks who purport to be in the know um, keep claiming it's going to come Thursday or Friday. I think they, they keep saying that the smart money is on Friday, but who knows? We've heard that for <laughs> quite some time regarding the summary 
of the Mueller report. You know, I think it was three weeks in a row uh, people were saying, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, and it didn't drop. Um, but the indicators that, that I've seen talking to a couple folks who are media savvy suggest that Friday's the day. Uh, as you mentioned, it, it appears that this doesn't seem to be hurting the president at all at this point. His It appears that his approval ratings uh, are slow, no sign of show, no sign of of slowing down as he gears up for this next campaign. Uh, does he have a free run at this? I mean, can you see anything else coming up that could damage him considering no- uh, nothing has to this date? I really think it's going to depend on the fundamentals. Um, if the economy starts to tank, and he's built his campaign on being the the economy president, whether it warrants it or not, if we start to slide back into a recession, if unemployment goes up, then I think the people who were very forgiving of him start to be less so. I'm kind of reminded of the, the Clinton 98 era, where nobody really seemed to care about the, the impeachment. It kind of backfired on Republicans. Um, I don't think that anybody thought he was a particularly moral or good person, but they didn't think he was a terrible president because the economy was doing pretty well. Once the economy starts to tank, people are less forgiving. Uh, what is going to happen with NAFTA, especially in regard to tariffs? Uh, he, he was very vocal about the old NAFTA not being worth anything, need to be replaced, bad deal. Now, of course, it, it's having trouble getting through ratification. Um, lots still upset about tariffs being in place. Will those all have to be removed before this ever gets signed? I mean, at the end of the day, this is his signature piece, no? Right. I mean, it's a great question, and I'm not a, um, a trade guy in terms of my own research, but uh, gosh, for having a Republican-led Senate, they certainly seem to be having some problems uh, within their own house there. So I expect that there are some free t- trade folks who will have to be satiated um, with respect to, to rolling back tariffs, but who knows, maybe, maybe Trump can offer them something else that makes them more willing to go along with him. Uh, are Americans as concerned about the normal news cycle of the day and the stuff that comes up? Or has this all just subsided and people just, well, that's the way it is now, we move on? Well, I, I think it's, um, there's a bit of a division, right? There are news junkies, there are people who would probably describe themselves as addicted to the 24-hour news cycle. And then there are people who I think are really tuned out. And so... Uh, you have both extremes, really. You have people who are tired of it. They don't want to hear it anymore. It's just in the background as noise. And then you have people who can't get enough of it. And so the proliferation of media outlets has allowed that to happen, and that doesn't really show any signs of slowing. Jacob Nyheisel has been with us, Assistant Professor of Political Science, University of Buffalo College of Arts and Sciences. Jacob, thanks so much for the time and insight. Much appreciated. My pleasure. Anytime. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.